Hey guys, what's going on? It's Fuzz and Becky here with another episode of Hope and Mum and Dad podcast, episode number nine. They seem to be sort of getting bigger and bigger, the numbers for episode numbers, so that's pretty cool. Uh, episode number nine. All these shows are pre-recorded, so today's one is a little bit late because uh, we went up north to see Becky's parents and that's where we filmed it. So by the time this comes out, we're probably back. But yeah, we're just checking in today. Uh, apologies for it being a day late, but we're just checking in today with episode number nine talking about our progress really Mm -hmm. yeah we've been quite busy before we came up here outside of fertility stuff we decided to renovate our back garden yeah so renovate (laughs) it's a strong word well just redo sort out um and fuzz is a bit ruined from that aren't you because he did so much digging (coughs) and hard work you were really probably moved about three ton of material like shoving it's great and a whole garden shed on your own Ah, have we got a video of that? We could yeah. Put, we might be able to pop some clips in. Like, if you're watching it, we might pop a clip in right now. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. So, if you are stuck and you can't get three maids together at the same time to help you move sheds, all you need is four IKEA desk legs, some rope, and, uh, you know, that dream of spirit, and you will get it done. Other desk legs <laughs> may be available. <laughs> well, yeah, the... Um, but the metal IKEA ones are like two quid each, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really they're, good. They're cheap. I was so impressed with you. I mean, I was really annoyed with you at the time because you're so impatient and didn't want you to hurt yourself. I love the podcast because you put on your nice voice because it's like <laughs> we've had a week of you complaining, Nagging. screaming at me, going why, and then you go on the podcast, you go, yeah. I'm really proud of you. At one point during the, um, I should just tell you that the podcast is live stuff. 24 hours yeah. a day, and you'll be like. At one point during the garden stuff, I was so annoying that I got delegated to have cider with our 99 year old neighbour. So we just. Uh, sat on no one delegated anything. You're the boss. Let it be known. Relegated, I meant to say. Okay. Not delegated. Say. Yeah, but you are the boss, and you saw Edie, and you talked to her, and you just you felt so rude leaving her. You ended up staying. You said it was bad because I wasn't. It there. turned out to be better because you didn't ask me 10 million questions every mm. every shovel. Yeah. I mean, we actually got it done. So, um, yeah, thanks to my bro, Seb, who listens to podcasts. Um, and, yeah, because he lent me this post-boring tool. Yeah. Uh, which is quite boring. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was pretty cool. We got the posts in, concrete them in. Mm-hmm. The fence was all floppy and that, so we got the fence down, moved the shed. Pretty cool. Can't wait to have a nice little space at the back. Yeah, it'd be lovely. And maybe a space to Instagram and record yeah. well, because we, it'll actually we look can, nice. Yeah, well, that's kind of half the sort yeah. of deal with it. We can be like, you know... Professional. In, we're professional now. <laughs> Professional-ish, but... So that's mm. pretty cool. But I didn't realise how much... Um, here's, a, I mean, here's a segue. Do we know anyone in the trying to conceive community that um, may have male factor stuff? that does ridiculously hard work, like labour, gardening, landscaping, stuff like that. Mm. Because, I don't know, it must have an effect on um, on your biology and, and stuff. I'm ruined. Working it. out, yeah. I, it destroyed me. I remember watching a podcast once, and it was like a Navy SEAL on it, and it said mm. he said, if you want to get fit, just dig a six-foot hole every day. Yeah. I think there is... There is something to it, to over-exercising and sperm quality probably, but mm. there's probably been research out there we'd have to look into or get some professional advice yeah. involved. Um, yeah, so we have been um, at a standstill really in our IVF journey. We made some phone calls and stuff. Yeah, we ha- had to chase them 
chased them up to clinic because the Wales Fertility Institute because we hadn't heard we hadn't heard anything. So um, we were chasing them up to find out what what was going on and uh, where we were going to be in the list of priorities for them. Or and when they were opening or when they were. Well, they're open. We just what? Yeah, but to who? We yeah. didn't know, like... So we found out that basically because we're classed as new patients, we're at the bottom of the list and we probably, they're aiming to contract and no. get to new patients by September, but they said, they were really flaky about it and said that it changes every day and they can't tell us really an exact idea, but they're aiming for September, so... It was a pretty much computer says no. Yeah, computer like, says no. So that was annoying. And then... Because we know it's going to be a while. It's not, so, like, we... Knowing what, just knowing, like if it's going to be a year, or mm. six months, or two years, or three plus, like just knowing would be a like would be a start because yeah, you know we've been waiting for years, like and this we can't afford private treatment, so yeah. we're so lucky. We're not uh, like yeah, we are so so lucky to have the NHS, um, but if for some reason like that disappeared or dried up then I think we, um we've got problems. it's having a bit of an effect on my mental health lately as well I felt really down in the dumps because you know things felt like they were going somewhere and the clinics were opening so we felt like we probably won't weren't far away from being called because our appointment should have happened in March and that's when they closed but it hasn't really worked out like that um and I I'm just a bit worried that you know, if there's a second lockdown and everything closes again, then that pushes it even further away. So it's really a negative mindset. More like a year. Yeah, yeah. that could be easily be a year. But it's just been getting me down. So I haven't been very involved in uh, Instagram lately and I haven't really wanted to post. I haven't really been motivated to do or organise anything with the podcast. So apologies in advance that um, the last two episodes have been very all about us and I haven't had guests but that, organized but, but i just... i think as well and i'm not saying this because it helps but i'm i genuinely believe that everyone else involved in or everyone else in the trying to conceive community yeah does a lot of waiting and us just venting a little bit and offloading yeah. and being like nothing new to yeah. report I is just... pretty much like what yeah. most people go through all the time yeah, and like definitely. for me if i was if i heard other people's talking about it I was like I don't know it just sort of softens the blow a little bit knowing that you're not the only yeah. one but I feel like the the accounts that I follow on Instagram lately a lot of people are actually their treatments commencing and people are having there's been a lot of announcements of successful treatment happening lately um, yeah but they're the ones clinics. you remember because people don't post about nothing Except this, we post a lot about that. Yeah, no, so, we do. <laughs> so um, they we're balancing. They, so we're at a, a funny time in the pandemic. But that's a good thing in a way because yeah. if you all you see is like things are moving, success, things are moving, success, things are moving, success. All those people had to do a lot of waiting and hanging around, yeah, and getting they did. around. So, but that's where we are now, and yeah. so I have been protecting myself because that's a valid thing to do. So re- advice to anyone: listen to your body. If you don't, if you don't feel good and you don't feel like you can have pregnancy announcement news or successful treatment news at the moment then don't go on and don't look at it I, because when I when friends to... of mine say oh yeah we're pregnant and stuff i it's i don't know if this is bad but like if i'm not with you i'll check <laughs> to see where you are and i'll be like because i'm worried that you'll hear it and you'll just get upset yeah i do get upset i don't cry in front of people who are actually no 
pregnant or whatever, but I do get upset. Mm. Sometimes more more than others, but I've been quite upset lately. I feel quite sad just talking about it now. Mm. Um, but you just have to get on with it, don't you? So, yeah, that's where I am at the moment. I feel really down in the dumps. And hopefully it'll get better, but... But it's been nice coming up to see your parents, though. So. Yeah, definitely needs it. Mm. So that's that, really. Um, but in other news, we also... Fuzz, you had to have a genetic test, didn't you? So we decided that we'd chase that up, and that was an ordeal in itself. Because so we spoke to... What was it? Gynecology? No. Fertility said it's gynecology. Gynecology, which, shock horror, I was surprised. Gynecology said, no, Mr. Chukas, it's not to do with us. <laughs> like, you don't have a vagina, yeah. so you can't... Be... Can I have an honorary one? Can I be part of the gang? Like, <laughs> gynecology just point blank won't treat you. Uh, so Fertility said, go to gynecology. Yeah. Gynecology said, go to genetics. genetics. Genetics said, we can't give you... We, we can see that you've had a test, but we can't give you any information. Yeah. You've got to go back to gynecology. Gynecology said, stop phoning us. This is like <laughs> They were really nice on the no, phone. They were, yeah, they were right, but yeah. it was just a big runaround. And eventually, I think Dr. D'Angelo... You someone, left a message. I, I said, well, I don't know, I'll just cross my fingers and mm. you know do a rain dance and hope something happens. Right? But the messages got across, and now we've got a video call with Dr. D'Angelo um, in the next two and weeks. And also, it's up to Dr. D'Angelo, <laughs> because Becky's... W- not yeah, like Becky's thyroid issues mm. make things more complicated. That might mean that you're a priority. Fingers crossed. I know. <laughs> to having a disease. I know, that's, <laughs> it's weird, isn't it, to be like, oh, thank God I've got a fucked up disease. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's true. Yeah. And we didn't know how complicated it was yeah. until we spoke to. Caitlin and Lee. Caitlin and Lee. Yeah. Uh, it's my Matt Berry impression. Yeah. <laughs> um, Berry. Yeah. So we didn't. We yeah. So good. You know, good that Becky Slyro thing might mean that we're a priority, so we can get going. But yeah. bad that it actually might be quite stressful Frustrating. and tricky to get that. I right know one of our followers on Instagram and our friends Harriet. She is going through a cycle now with the NHS. I think it's with the NHS. And she, it's everyone has their thyroid levels checked during IVF treatment, and hers have come back um, okay. a bit weird. Mm. So she's contacted me. So I think, like, regardless of whether you have a thyroid issue, if your thyroid hormones are a bit out of whack, then it's really frustrating because um, it can really disrupt the whole can cycle. You, can you get private tests just to monitor if you're in or out? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, I know it's not a knock on the NHS at all, but they've only got so much resources. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, if if you had a thyroid problem and you weren't going to the NHS, you went privately somewhere, would they check you more often? Yeah, probably. So, well, I was getting so checked ge- every six weeks before pandemic happened. So. Oh, okay, that's quite a lot. Yeah, because, of, because they don't know how my body's reacted to the radioactive iodine treatment. So... Maybe, I don't know if anyone's listening with thyroid issues or works in the medical profession, but uh, just to take the pressure off the NHS because they might not be able to cope with it at the moment, we could maybe look into getting some blood tests for you just to try and get that lined up and ready to go. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we're excited. I think actually after the hassling 
and the phone call. <laughs> the appointment came through with Dr. Angelo within two days. So, as so we've said, a little lesson for yeah, before, little lesson for everyone. Pester. Them. Well, don't pester them. Like call just them. follow up. Yeah. Because. If we didn't follow up, those tests would have been sat there and three departments would have been expecting the other department to come through. It kind of worries me to think, like, how often does that happen? There's no communication between departments. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's, we're, we're very grateful. Yeah, so grateful. We love our NHS, but I'm Yay. just saying, like, if it would suck if we waited five months, six months, seven months, and yeah. then phoned them up and they went, oh, yeah, no, yeah. your paperwork's still with it. I'll have to chase that up. That's our biggest fear at the moment because the actual... In South Wales, anyway, this is the circumstance that when you have genetic testing done at the moment, because there's such a backlog, it takes six to seven months to get the results through. Um, so the results of this test are really important for us because if we find out that Fuzz has is a genetic carrier for a certain um, medical thing, I think it was... Um, I can't remember what it was that right. Dr. Angelo was looking for, but if he is a carrier of that particular gene, then I will also need the medical testing, and that would obviously de delay our treatment for another six to seven months. So we are really desperate to get that all rolling. So after my genetics, out. I meant to see someone from urology, urology, just to check that like there's no blockages, because sometimes um, you can like have an infection and mm. then like scar tissue and things like that and that blocks tubes and things like that so I need to they are I, I genuinely think the Wales Fertility Institute oh uh, yeah but I genuinely think that I might have something going on with that like because mm. I've had lots of knocks and mountain bike and BMX crashes and stuff yeah. so it would be cool to get checked out and to figure out what's uh, you know what's going on and stuff yeah so that's our uh, most recent updates and fingers crossed uh, we'll have more news for you from following that appointment with Dr. D'Angelo we can't wait to find out yeah. hopefully it will be good news and your genetics will be fine <laughs> when's that when do we get that phone call not a date but just so, for us um, in August early August early August yeah so, so probably maybe second week of August yeah um, and for future episodes I'm like I said in last week's episode I'm going to be speaking to my friend Sarah about her Imi watch and project um not project uh period poverty and educating women on their menstrual cycles and Do you also know where to find her? I don't know what her Instagram That's is. That's right, we'll, we'll check it in the show notes. I'll, we'll check I'll in the show notes later. Show notes to her um website for Imi Watch. And um also I've been speaking to Alice Matthews from Fertility Network UK and she's been really helpful and hopefully we'll have her on soon. Um so watch this space. Yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, have a nice day.